<laughs> Listen, man, I don't know what, what it was, but ask anybody that, that was on the Florida, part of Florida State team, that Whataburger on the plane, it was different. Like, Ooh. I don't know what they did. It was crazy. Like, it was, it was like one of some of the best burgers we ever had. Hey, guys, it's Terrence Nan. You're listening to Hear the Spear presented by No Game Day. Go Nose. Hey, what's up? This is Peter Ward, a.k.a. E-Dub in the house. So we're listening to Hear the Spear. Presented by No Game Day. Go live, go nose. Hi, this is Charlie Ward, and you're listening to Hear the Spear, Go Nose. This is Terrell Buckley. You're listening to Hear the Spear, presented by No Game Day. No bloody. But perhaps better known as the greatest corner to ever step on a football field, Dion Primetime Sanders. Great Dion Sanders, my brother. What's going on, man? I could, I could wake up to that greeting every day, man. That was awesome. Hello, those fans. This is former Seminole Derek Brooks, and you're listening to Here's the Spear, presented to you by No Game Day. James Wilder Jr. What's going on, James? Thanks for having me on SSOD, Florida State or Die, and go no. William Barnon Floyd. Gentlemen, what's up? What is happening, guys? This is Logan from Here the Spear, presented to you by No Game Day. We are here. The day after the first round of the NFL draft, we're going to talk a lot of NFL draft here. We're going to talk about our personal teams, what we think about it. Roger Goodell, uh, the virtual draft situation, um, draft picks, of course. Uh, we're going to also talk a little bit about Cam Akers. Jacquez Patrick will be joining the show to talk about his career a little bit with the XFL, but also his big signing with the Cincinnati Bengals. I think that's a bigger signing than what happened last night with Joe Burrow. Uh, so we'll discuss that. Um, and then also we'll get into a little bit of basketball and FSU here, the spirit trivia, uh, maybe some bad dad jokes at the end. Uh, but before we get started, you can listen to this podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Play. Hit those subscribe buttons. We're also on YouTube. But make sure you hit that subscribe button. You'll be notified every time we go live. Uh, if you want to rate us five stars on iTunes and leave a review, it really helps a lot. Um, but b- before we get started, let me go and introduce my two guys here on the pod. Dustin Lewis, our lead writer and editor, and Austin Beasy, our lead basketball writer. What's going on this beautiful afternoon, gentlemen? What's up, fellas? I'm surprised Dustin's awake, to be honest. Yeah, I'm, I'm powering through. I'm here. I'm ready to do some things. Yeah, um, hopefully you're not using really taggers. Hashtag do something, are you? Because not going to be a good podcast then from you. I mean, that, that's my coach, so. <laughs> oh, oh, <man. laughs> so let's, go ahead, let's go ahead and say goodbye to Dustin Lewis at the second half of this. <laughs> um, but yeah, Dustin, can you please uh, talk to the listeners about, uh, you know, we were really excited about this interview with Jack Patrick. I was excited about it all week. Um but you stayed up till uh, what time uh, last night or this morning, I should say? About ten thirty or so. Yeah, and when he's yeah, a. yeah, Dustin stayed up till ten thirty a.m. Um, and we're recording this at two p.m., so he's only slept a few hours. So definitely appreciate Dustin um, really trying. I don't know, maybe that's what Willie Taggart was doing before his game days, but I really he did a couple of things before his game days. Come on. <laughs> what do you think Willie Tiger did before his game days? Well, that was a loud silence. Let's not talk about it on the show. Oh, oh. Well, I mean, there's a few things that we know, but I was going to think like more creative things that he might be doing, like maybe nothing. 
<laughs> I think that's why we all just sat there in silence because that's what he did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> nothing was it. Maybe that was it. Um, but yeah, I've, how, how's quarantine going for you guys? I know we're me and Dustin are about to finish up school. I mean, I think Dustin's got another three more years, but um, <laughs> getting, cl- getting close to finishing up school for at least me here. But how's quarantine going for you guys? We actually had a real NFL or a real sporting event happen in front of our eyes last night, or, or well, whatever. The WNBA draft was a week ago, so don't dismiss that, of course. Yeah, uh, to all of our WNBA fans. Uh, we I, salute you. Yeah. Um, I didn't even know that that was happening. Um, I'd probably know that a bowling tournament uh, was going on more than I knew that a WNBA draft was happening. So, Jeez. Uh, Shout well, out Kaya Gillespie, though, getting drafted. Anyways, continue. There you go. Very cool. Um, but yeah. Uh, we got a real sporting event that happened in front of our eyes, whatever it was. I don't know what that was, but we had something last night. What are y'all just thoughts about that virtual draft situation? Because uh, they obviously they did the best they could. Poor Trey Wingo is hanging in there, having to do all that. I don't know how he's going to last longer and then into Saturday doing this. But uh, it was just kind of just. I mean, of course it was different, but it. Whew, Man, Roger, Roger Goodell, phones getting the, the virtual from- booze. <laughs> it honestly, it honestly went fairly smoothly. I was kind of surprised. I figured one team would mess up or a camera would go out or something. But besides Goodell being awkward with the screen behind him and him Dude, changing he, halfway through he, the show because he was drunk on tequila, he was like a robot. He was. It was weird. But other than that, I thought it went pretty smoothly. Yeah, what were y'all's thoughts about um, the depressing, just horrid, sad stories that were said immediately after they were drafted? Like, <laughs> and Can't then be a first round prospect without a tragedy. Yeah, I think there was a cut where before they were talking about the player's dad that was killed at like a um, he was helping a person on the side of the road and then his dad got killed. Oh yeah, those uh, Yeah, and then it cuts to. Oh, was it John Gruden or whatever? John Gruden's family, and they're all putting their arms up celebrating, like right while they're talking about. It. <laughs> I mean, it's not, it's not, it's, terrible, it's terrible, terrible timing. I mean, Jesus Christ. I mean, Lord of mercy. They got to figure that out. I mean, they can't be. Uh, hopefully, they listened to the reviews from last night because I think it was just a little too much after a while. I don't know if they just asked like players those. to put in their worst memories or saddest things of their life and so they can talk about on the ESPN. I don't know. The guy, have Rich guy can be it. drafted. Sorry. Figure it out, guys. We've been doing this for a long while. Everybody, saying, they, need, they just need to have Rich Eisen hosting it. That dude's awesome. I actually was watching their Twitch thing, their Twitch live stream. Uh, oh, they did it on Twitch? Yeah, they, he, he was on there with Deion Sanders the whole entire time, but uh, Brett Farr was on there. Uh, my boy James Conner. I mean, they, there was like new guests every f- like ten minutes. There was Snoop Dogg, <laughs> there was Two Chains, um, so many, so many Emmett Smith. Uh, well, there was. Ice is just such a great personality that he he would have been perfect for something like this because he can play off the banter. Yeah, Trey Wingo just kind of sits there, and you're like, "Come on, Wingo, what are you doing?" Yeah, I'm sure like fifty thousand things are going through his head though. I, I, it's just tough doing that all on your own in one. I think. They had a little bit more help there in the studio. Poor guys just sitting there having to 
run a circus by himself. What were you saying, Dustin, before Austin really interrupted you? Uh-huh. Well, you were talking about the, the tragedies and, and the stuff like that that they keep bringing up. Mm-hmm. Literally right after Green Bay drafted uh, the quarterback out of Utah State, Jordan Love, they started bringing up how Love's father committed suicide like seven <sighs> years ago or something like that. Yeah. I mean, sweet like, mother. Can we, give, can we give the guys a, a couple minutes? <laughs> no. Well, you know, the the phenomenal thing was just the beginning of the NFL draft. It took 20 minutes, 25 minutes of us. You know, this was supposed to be a distraction from all the craziness going on, the coronavirus, and we're all quarantined. Or whatever. This, they kept on just saying this is going to be a distraction. This is going to be a distraction. But then we had 25 minutes of just hearing the same thing about the coronavirus, the coronavirus, the coronavirus. Like, can we get to – are we going to talk football tonight or are we going yeah, to like- – Run through every quarantine thing that you need to do. Everybody stay inside. All the celebrities that are staying in their multi-million dollar houses are telling us to stay inside. Everything's going to be fine. We're good. Just make sure you don't go outside. Uh, but then, you know, I'm trying to I'm trying to talk football. I've been looking forward to this. I went out and got food um, after the tornado ripped through Tallahassee. Um, so <laughs> I risked my life for that Chick-fil-A. I'm here to watch football, talk football. I want my mind to just be just screwed up just all in football. Because I love the NFL draft anyways, but at this point, I really need just sports. But 25 minutes of just talking. Coronavirus, coronavirus, coronavirus. Yeah, we've, just, we've heard about coronavirus for a month and a half. We don't need it for another 30 minutes. Just talk football. God. <laughs> it got ridiculous after a while. I think Roger Goodell talked about it every 30 seconds. Um, we get it. We, we know you want to have football. But Jesus Christ, we gotta have in order to have football, we gotta have a draft going on here, <laughs> mother. Uh, so let's go through a little bit of this NFL draft. So obviously, um, Joe Burrow is the number one pick for the Cincinnati Bengals. I am a Steelers fan, so in my opinion, for me, I'm not too worried. I have to say, I think I'd be more worried if it was Tua. Uh, I'm not too worried about Joe Burrow being there in Cincinnati, Ohio. Uh, I think he is definitely. A talented quarterback, but I don't think it's going to be something that is going to change that organization. I think they got a lot more work to do, uh, but he's going as a number one overall pick, um, and I, he he goes to join. He's joining Jacquez Patrick, so um, who we'll have later on here in the show. Excited for that interview. But what are y'all's thoughts? Kind of just going through Bengals, Chase Young, Aduka. I'm going to be terrible with names, but uh, no, that's right. Okuda. Okuda. Yeah. Kuda Matata. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> that was just sitting there for me. That was just sitting there for me, dude. Uh, and then number five pick, obviously Miami Dolphins are going to go with Tua Tagovailoa. Uh, wow, you actually you actually said that right. I think, okay, I'm making sure. That was tough. That was tough for me. Maybe I should go on the TV. But, uh, yeah, what are y'all's thoughts on the picks from one to five here? I mean, honestly, the, pretty much the entire top ten was chalk. There was, a, there was a couple surprises, like Andrew Thomas at four. You know, a lot of people thought they would have gone with uh, Jedrick Wells from Alabama to the Giants, but th- there wasn't really any surprises. There was no trades. Kind of just went how everyone expected it to. And I guess the Isaiah Simmons pick at eight was a little bit of a surprise too, but we'll get there. Let's see here. Going from one through five. Yeah, not not too shocking from that. All right, so number the sixth pick. So there was still some speculation maybe Jameis Swenson could go to L.A. and join the Chargers. Uh, there's still 
they want to keep Tyrod Taylor, blah, blah, blah. But they end up picking Justin Herbert. So that is scratch. James Winston is not going to California. Um, both teams have their quarterbacks. Uh, and then I think one of my favorite guys in the draft, Derek Brown. I watched him a lot whenever he was playing at Auburn. Defensive tackle, nasty guy. I think a lot about uh, Timmy Jernigan. And, uh, Dude, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, I see like a lot of – he brings a lot of um, – He's just he's just mean and nasty and and he usually is playing every down with full heart everything. Um, I just I have two very bold takes on when it comes to prospects for defensive linemen when their best attribute is their run stuffer you shouldn't take them in the top ten and that's my thought with Derek Brown he's a good player but I don't think he's a top ten player and then my other one is you shouldn't take wide receivers in the top twenty but you know well you're on drugs anyways I, no there's facts there's facts well, to back it up. Well, you, know. you bring those. You bring those to the table. This is. Well, I've got the wide receiver facts. Okay. Well, you wait till we get to the wide receiver part of this, and you can bring out your spreadsheet. So the wide receiver pick at twenty-two by the Vikings. That was a good pick. Yeah, I, I really like that pick. <laughs> Interesting. I mean, it's just it's only two picks before you said you should never you should never <laughs> draft a wide receiver. So. I'm, it's funny how it was. Okay. Okay. It sounds good to me, but yeah, no, I uh, Austin had to come after me and Dustin, but I'm a big fan of Derek Brown, and he teams up with Brian Burns, who is even going is just getting better and better there in Carolina, so that should be a nasty tandem in there for the Carolina Panthers. Uh, uh, and then moving on here, let's see Isaiah Simmons, also a, I think these two straight picks, and then it's ruined. You know, C.J. Henderson, cornerback from Florida. Jacksonville Jaguars, are they Jaguaring again? What's going on there in Jacksonville? They're tanking for Trevor Lawrence. I think it's pretty yeah. obvious. Yeah. Yeah, it was a bad pick. I don't know what they're doing. Their I, second I really... pick was way worse. Who was their second pick? Clavin Chasen. Oh, yeah, Why yeah, Why is yeah. that way worse? Whoa, whoa, no, I like Josh Allen, who they just drafted. I think he's a good player, but he's literally yeah. what they already have. He is, but he is. He was another guy that I really like. He's nasty. Apparently, the Vikings really liked him too. They were disappointed when the Jacks took him. Yeah, he, he's a nasty guy. All right, let's see here. So we got la 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 la. la. So CJ Henderson, if you're a Jaguars fan, best of luck and enjoy another season of poor uh, DB play. Jalen Ramsey, Jalen Ramsey is not there to save you guys. All right, so the tenth pick, Cleveland Browns got their offensive tackle with Jared. Uh, Jedrick Wills, um, Jets, who gives a flying F. Um, Las Vegas Raiders, here we go. Who thought Henry Ruggs was going to go before Jerry Judy or C.D. Lamb? When, when it's I the did. Raiders, yeah, when it's the Raiders. That's a very yeah, Al John Davis Green. pick, even though he's not alive. What do you mean? It's a very Al Davis pick. Ruggs is good. He's good, but he wasn't the best receiver in the class. Dude, he was a freak at the Combine. He was. I can see it just fits that theme of everyone picking the fastest with him. I think y'all just talked over each other again for yeah, the second time. Yeah, he fun. keeps talking. <laughs> I know you're not used to it. Relax. <laughs> I know. Austin's like, this is... Yeah, I love the draft, man. I love the draft. Austin's coming out of nowhere. You know, he's he's talking like almost as much as he does about basketball. But not, I mean, obviously not enough, but... Um, but yeah, Henry Ruggs is fast as a mofo, and I think as much games as we got to see last year, I didn't watch a lot of his games last year because um, you know Alabama was out of the top ten, so yeah, I don't I was gonna watch a lot of them. But uh, Henry Ruggs is a stud, obviously speedy guy, 
but yeah, before Jerry Judy didn't look so happy after his boy Henry Ruggs got picked. Y'all see him? He, he just kind of seemed pretty pissed, you know? Yeah. But the old Spice robe was nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was awesome. Good branding. Got paid probably like 10, 15K for that. Pay the bills, pay mama's bills. Uh, but yeah, that, that, that robe is pretty sweet. I might, I need to start wearing a robe more often. Um, I feel like the crazy thing is, um, coming out of high school, Henry Ruggs almost ended up at Florida state. I mean, arguably it was down to Alabama and FSU. Um, that that was the class that Alabama, they pulled rugs and then FSU got Keith Gavin. So good trade off. <laughs> successful i think we're all happy how it turned out we, we would do it again every day yeah of course i think fsu fans are really happy that you were bringing that back to them so Man, i don't know if rugs could have given us that michigan kicker turn mm, that is mm. <clears throat> yeah it probably would have been better <laughs> i don't know if he would have been able to run over that defender but henry rugs probably would have been to the house. He probably wouldn't have been caught. Um, before we move on here, we kind of miss uh, Mecky Beckton. Isn't Mecky Beck? Is that the guy that jumped out of the pool? I don't know. Who was the guy that jumped? Mecky no, Beck. Trisha was, was, was the one. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. I got you. Oh, we're, yeah, we're getting to him. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. Um, but yeah, that Mecky Beckton dude is gigantic. His dad is actually um, two times bigger than him, too. So he could be. He, he comes with two. That's what do you mean two times bigger than him? Is his dad 12 feet tall or something? Well, he's a big guy. His dad was, I mean, he took up the couch. He he had his own couch. Um, he was gigantic. I think he had to have been like 400 <laughs> plus, 450 easily. All right, here we go. Dustin Lewis. Ding, ding, ding. You find <laughs> you get offensive linemen. Huh. That's funny how that works. Tom Brady comes, and you know what? It's time to start getting an offensive lineman. How about that? Yeah, and I read on Twitter that this was the first time the uh, the Bucks have drafted an offensive lineman in the first round since it was either 2001 or 2004, which either way, that's I mean, that's terrible. That's <laughs> <laughs> just ridiculous. What are your and thoughts? They got, on that? they got arguably the best guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they got a stud offensive lineman. Oh yeah, I think they made they made a great move. Uh, Tampa Bay was originally supposed to pick at fourteen, moved up uh, to thirteen, switching with San Francisco to go ahead and uh, secure Werfs because uh, San Francisco was getting a lot of trade offers for that thirteenth pick. A lot of people wanted to move up and get Werfs. Tampa Bay was the one to do it. Um, we talked about it the last couple weeks. Bucks really need some help on the offensive line. Need two new offensive tackles. They seemingly got one of them last night. We'll have to see how how Werfs turns out in Tampa Bay, but it looks like a good pick for the Bucks. Yep, uh, I'm interested to see you know Tristan Werfs from Iowa. I'm interested to see if Tristan Werfs is worth it there, mm. Tampa. You were over two. What do you think, Dustin? Is he worth it? We'll see, Logan. <laughs> uh, let's see here the 49ers select the defensive lineman from south carolina jamin claw up next boom denver Broncos get their man they're gonna put him with their young young quarterback that looks like he's younger than me uh, uh he's gonna team up with jerry judy 
wide receiver from Alabama. Stud What's guy. the quarterback's name? Drew, Drew Locke. Okay. Old Drew Locke. Um, best known for him rapping on the sideline. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good uh, video, though. Yeah, it was. It was. But, yeah, uh, he goes to Denver. Atlanta Falcons get a corner from Clemson. A.J. Terrell, good pick there, I think. Good pick. That, yeah. Well, yeah, I like A.J. Terrell, but he was supposed to go late second round, and they got him at 16. Let's see they what they could have traded back and probably gotten him. Mm-hmm. Boom, boom, boom. Dallas Cowboys. Wow. Teaming up with Dak Prescott, Amari Cooper. CeeDee Lamb is headed to Dallas to join Jerry Jones and his $250 million yacht. How about that yacht that Jerry Jones was uh, doing that in? Because first it looked like a uh, bunker for like an apocalypse. Or it looked like also Air Force One that he was live streaming. Um, and also his kids weren't able to weren't allowed to get near him at all, which was pretty cool to see and funny. But how about that yacht? It's Jerry Jones. Looked like straight out of a James Bond movie. Yeah. Yeah, he's living nice, that's for sure. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, which wide receiver to y'all is the best in this draft? I like, I think Jerry Judy's going to be in the best of those top three. I think he's just got the best route running in the class, and I think that matters more than anything. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be Ruggs just because he has so much athleticism, so much potential. If he can put it together and stay healthy, I think. I mean, I think he's going to be a star. The Miami Dolphins are going to go with an offensive lineman from OS uh, USC uh, with Austin Jackson. The Raiders. Interesting here with Damon Arnett. Offensive Not lineman interesting, bad. from off from Ohio State. Yep, and then the Jaguars select Clavon uh, Chase Young, which I think is going to be a, a, a stud there. I think they're trying to help build that defense. Um, they're just going to be stacked with youngins, but I think that's a good pick. Yeah, Austin doesn't like it for whatever reason, but I think it's a good pick. He's Jack jealous because like he didn't either. get him. He's jealous because he didn't get him. No, that's not true. I really like who we got, but. No, mm-hmm. Jets, every you know, Jags fan I talked to hated it. After what Jags fans have gone through over the past couple of years, I don't really trust them anymore. So, <laughs> Yeah, no. Uh, let's see here. Philadelphia select Jalen Regor, wide receiver from TCU with 21st pick. Up next, Austin's team, the Minnesota Vikings, are selecting former 2019 national champion Justin Jefferson, wide receiver. Trash. I was thrilled. <laughs> I was so happy when we got Jefferson, especially because I knew the Eagles wanted a receiver and they went Rager really early. I thought they reached for him. Bro, why didn't y'all take Ayuk? I honestly thought we would if Jefferson uh, was off the board, but I, I think they like Jefferson a little bit more because he has a very Stephon Diggs like skill set, and that was the pick we got from trading Stephon Diggs. So you feel good about it? I feel really good. I feel I'm pretty loving, I'm, loving, I'm loving both of our picks, but this one this one especially. Okay. Did you cry when Stefan Diggs said bye-bye? No, I knew it was coming. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, I mean, no. Ooh, here we go, here we go, here we go. This is another guy that I think is going to be a stud. There's a lot of defensive studs, man. But, man, Kenneth Murray from Oklahoma. Nasty guy. Big boy. 
fast, left to right. He's going to join, which is just stupid to think of because he's an all-around uh, every type of the field, left to right, um, can move sideline to sideline. He's going to join Derwin James, who also has that same kind of athleticism. That kind of combo is going to be disgusting in L.A. with Derwin James and Kenneth Murray. Let's see. New Orleans Saints select Cesar Ruiz. They get their center from Michigan. Awesome, cool. Thumbs up for you guys. Uh, let's see here. So the Sanford, uh, the 49ers, they traded a pick with the Vikings. They're going to select Brandon Ayuk, wide receiver from Arizona State. Uh, we didn't get to see him play, right, guys? Because he no, he decided to sit out. Yeah, sissy. Um, but have fun with that, 49ers. Um, here He's we go. A really good player. I know. I'm just just giving him a hard time. I I'll never have the chance of being drafted, Dustin. Like, so. Low key, he might end up being the best receiver in the whole draft class. And he's going to a situation that needs receivers, and he's got a great great offensive mind with Kyle Shanahan there. I think he's going to have a good career out there. Good. That's where my future home will be. So I hope he turns out to be a stud. Let's see. Uh, Packers. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Packers select their next quarterback. <laughs> In the first round, Jordan this Love. Made, this made no sense. Very it makes even less sense they now. They love to piss off Aaron Rodgers every year, don't they? There, I, I spent like three hours after the draft ended just watching Packers fans melt down on YouTube, <laughs> Twitter, everywhere. The, if, you, if you go watch the Pat McAfee show, the guy who plays Mo Kuyper Jr. is a Packers fan. <laughs> His reaction was so great. He's like, the one guy we could take that would piss off Aaron Rodgers, and we took him. <laughs> it's a tough situation, man. I, I just don't understand them sometimes. They were a game away from the Super Bowl last year. If they could just if they could have stopped the run last year, they're in the Super Bowl and they go with a backup quarterback that won't play for three seasons. It makes no sense at all. Yeah, they they had an opportunity to draft a, a quality player to put around Aaron Rodgers, whether it be on on the offensive line or on defense, like you said, Austin. And they they went with Jordan Love, who probably I would say is the most polarizing prospect quarterback prospect in this class. Uh, he's very Jameis Winston like. That's what I would say. I mean, they've needed a middle linebacker since AJ Hawk left, and they had Patrick Queenson right there. Well, they need about ten different ten different players. Yeah, they need <laughs> linebackers. They need wide receivers. They need offensive line. Like they could have lit. They could have drafted any Josh position, Jones. and it would have been better than yeah, probably Jordan Love. Shout out the Packers. Uh, thanks for sucking. <laughs> they deny a lot more interesting too. It was starting to get like a lot, you know. We were starting to be like, ah, blah blah blah. Numbers are going down. And boom, Packers drafted a quarterback just to piss off Aaron Rodgers. And you know, there's always it's always fun to see Aaron Rodgers on Sundays, just like so pissed off. And uh, I have a feeling that him and Jordan Love are really going to have a close relationship in Green Bay. He's going to treat him like family. Yeah, and like he does the best with his brother. He's going to treat him like Brett Favre treated him. Yeah, honestly, it'd probably be worse. At least Favre was a goofy guy. Rodgers is just always uh, bro, Favre, Favre did not like Rodgers because no, he know. knew he was there to take his job, and it's going to be the same thing here. It's just, it's very puzzling why Green Bay elected to go ahead and do this. Aaron Rodgers is under contract for 
what the is, next is, four or five years is four years left on his contract and they can't realistically get out of it for another three yeah i think for three in three years his dead money is like seven or eight mil but until then he has a massive contract pretty much untradeable and it's just i mean it's just questionable mm-hmm. i mean i, I understand planning for the future but five years into the future or four years in the future i, I don't know a little dramatic with some young good quarterbacks still coming in I mean, maybe they thought someone was going to pick Love before they got a chance to pick again. That's the only thing I can think about them making this selection. And they traded up to get him. That's the crazy part. Yeah, I'm trying to see which team. Yeah, when Green Bay traded up, a lot of people thought that they were targeting uh, Patrick Patrick Queen out of LSU and ended up going to the Ravens two picks later. And, Mm. And then they picked Jordan Love, and everyone just baffled. Hilarious. To finish off the draft, the Seattle Seahawks get a linebacker, Jordan Brooks, Ravens get Patrick Queen, linebacker from LSU. 29th pick, Tennessee Tennessee Titans select Isaiah Tennessee Titans select offensive lineman from Georgia. I mean, that fits it perfectly. Uh, Perfect accent there. Shout out to Fisher Adkins. Uh, And then to finish off the rest, last three picks, Dolphins select. See if you can get this guy's name out. Noah. Follow me on Twitter at Logan Twitty. He's a cornerback from Auburn. <laughs> uh, don't know Noah Igbenogagme. Uh, no. I don't know. Noah Igbenogany. Igbenabaki. Well, you know these kind of. You know how to say these names better than me, Austin. Because basketball players coming from all over the world. You know they have the crazy last names. Hey, well that that's a big one. It took me right three years to learn. Took me three years to learn about uh, Kamaji, like how to say Kamaji. So, I mean, that's fairly Kamaji. simple. Uh, it took me three years. Kamaji is an easy name. It took me three years. Fiondo, I can understand. Yeah, yeah, it took a little while too for that one. It takes me a while for a lot of these. All right. Say this guy's name again, Austin. Noah Igbenogany. Yeah, with him being drafted, <laughs> Mark Marcus Woodson now has a first round DB on his pedigree. Ooh, wow. Good note there from Dustin Lewis. Good note. You're doing your homework here. Maybe you're a little bit smarter with only two and a half hours of sleep. Maybe. Maybe not. <laughs> yeah, we'll see how long it lasts. Uh, last two picks here. Austin. Minnesota Vikings select Jeff Gladney, cornerback from TCU. Go Horn Frogs. Let's go. What do we got? What are we thinking? Come on. You guys didn't want Stanford Samuels in that spot? Come on. I was, gl- I was glad to get him. Um... I, th- I think they would have taken him at 25, and the fact that we could trade back, get a couple extra picks, and still get him at 31. Pretty happy with it, especially because he's a very Mike Zimmer cornerback. Okay, sweet deal. And here's where it starts to get interesting, which we'll get into at the end of this about Cam Akers. Kansas City Chiefs select Clyde Edwards. Hilaire. Running back from LSU. Hilarious. <laughs> interesting uh, to go with the fifth best running back on the board. Yeah, I'm not too. I'm not. I'm not too. Uh, I don't know. Mm, I know a lot of people really love him like back. these last couple of weeks, but I just I didn't get it. I think a lot of the uh, national championship hype and playoffs and LS yeah. hype videos that they do every other day kind of just got him where he is. That are all that the videos. Speaking of which, the video they did for Burrow was amazing. Ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, that was phenomenal. They did a good job with their effects and whatever goes into that CGI, whatever the hell. They paid some good money to do that, but yeah, that 
phenomenal video. But yeah, that's the end of the first round. Uh, pretty interesting. We're going to be at it again tonight. Uh, obviously, my team, I didn't get to talk about my team, but Steelers haven't picked yet. But we are looking for running backs, which we'll get into now. Cam Akers, where are we feeling? Are we still feeling second round? early third round what do we got is he going tonight what's happening what's what's going on it feels like you know i tweeted that there was no running backs taken in the first round but for my excuse i was getting into the shower my power also flicked so my tv went out so i did not yeah yeah like it was the last freaking pick i was getting into the shower um of course they're gonna draft a running back but where is cam Akers gonna go and we're also gonna ask jack west patrick here too uh whenever he gets on here in just a second but Where's Jack was, or where's Jack was? Where is Kankers <laughs> going to go here? And the second round, third round, what do we got? I'm guessing early third, just because of the devaluing of running backs that's gone on the past 10 years. I think some of these names are going to drop, and I, I'd be surprised if he goes second. So I'm saying early to mid third. Yeah, I think, I think that's a good prediction, what Austin just said, or early third round. Or so, maybe late second for Cam Akers, depending on where he's uh, rated at on specific teams' boards. So we'll just have to see how things shake out. Only one running back drafted in the first round. Definitely think we'll see two or three go in the second round. Hopefully, one of those guys is Akers. Uh, I am hoping so. Pretty much, as being a Steelers fan, I really want a running back. I know we got James Conner, but he's out almost out of his deal. Plus, doesn't stay healthy long enough, uh, and I just don't think he has that much crazy talent. It was nice of him to come from Pittsburgh to Pittsburgh. Awesome story, cool stuff. Uh, but got to move on. So I really want a running back. So my favorite running backs, and my number one favorite running back is going to be J.K. Dobbins. I really like him at Ohio State. I think they would have he would have really helped them get through the playoffs, the college football playoff. But he was injured for a majority of that game. But he's just so smooth. He's a really good running back. Um, and a lot of good running backs come from Ohio State, very well respected, coached. So I like J.K. Dobbins. Obviously, if Cam Akers is there, if it happens tonight and Cam Akers is drafted, we have a round two pick at overall 49. Then I have a round three pick at 102. Um, if he's lasting until the fourth, then I get 124 and 135. So I have a lot of room to work with. Um, so I really want a running back. Also, maybe a wide receiver. Offensive line would be nice, but I think I think a lot of uh, a lot of people are saying uh, Acres to Pitt, but we'll see. I'm interested. I'm really, I would it'd be a really cool thing. I mean, I'd definitely chug two beers. I've got my beers ready in the fridge. I've got six beers, so uh, those will probably go down in within a matter of 30 minutes if that draft does happen tonight. <laughs> um, for my celebration, I've got to celebrate. Um, so yeah, we're, I'm thinking late. I'm thinking it's gonna be like late second round or early third round. Oh, okay. So you, you think what we think? Cool. Well, no, I said uh, I said er, uh, late second round. That's what I, I said. don't want to copy. Late second well, round, I don't early third round. Well, I don't want to copy you. You just did. Well, I wasn't listening, so that doesn't mean <laughs> I was listening. That doesn't mean it counts. <laughs> uh, but yeah, all right, y'all. What other uh, players, you know, let me go through a few names here that are still available for you guys and your teams. Obviously, you want to think running back too, right, Dustin? DeAndre Swift is available. Jonathan Taylor is available. 
Obviously, Cam Akers, too. J.K. Dobbins. Uh, if the Bucks take J.K. Dobbins from me, I'm going to cut their fucking throats open. Jason Licht, I'm coming for you. Logan, uh, the Bucks aren't smart enough to draft a running back. You're absolutely round, correct. So, don't worry. We're going to go with another nose tackle. No, they're going to draft, like, some unknown quarterback, cornerback from a D2 school like they normally do. Mm-hmm. That's probably accurate. The second and third round is where the Bucks screw up every year. So, do you think the Bucks go uh, Stanford Samuels? You know what? It wouldn't be the most surprising thing they could do. <laughs> uh, how many picks you got uh, tonight, Austin? We've got three tonight. As of now, we could obviously change. So we have we still have twelve picks left throughout the entire draft. We've got Jesus. one in the second round. Yeah, wow. we've got one in the second round and two in the third. Wow. I think we, I, I can't, I'm selfishly hoping we go Antoine Winfield Jr. Just because it'd be nice to have another Winfield in Minnesota. His mm-hmm. dad was awesome for the Vikings, but kind of don't need him because he's more of a nickel player. That's kind of what Gladney is. Um, need offensive linemen. I think we swing a trade for Trent Williams at some point mm-hmm. tonight just because there's no market for him with the Bucks and Bucks, Jets, and Browns all taking tackles. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be an interesting night for the Vikings. The GM and and coach have already said they're looking forward to moving up and down the draft board tonight. Should be a fun time. I love the NFL draft. So I think that starts at 7 p.m. Hopefully we'll get this podcast out before. If not, then you'll just have to listen to our voices a day later. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, sorry, but, for, sorry for disappointing you guys with Logan's editing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, I just want to make things work smoothly and sound good, make y'all's voices not sound girly. So it takes a little while to render that, so make y'all's voices sound a little bit lower not easy around here dustin not easy so we got about 50 we got a little bit more until we get jack actually we should probably bring on jack was patrick um right now what do you guys think let's do it we got a lot of, we got a lot nah, of good make questions. him wait make him wait <laughs> <laughs> keep him in purgatory we'll get to him when we get to him yeah we'll bring him in the zoom chat here in a second no problem no worries about it uh, but yeah, let's go and bring on Jack Westpatrick. Just recently signed with the Cincinnati Bengals, my rival. So I got to have a chat with him and make sure he, uh, he doesn't <laughs> score too many touchdowns against my boys and Pitt. Also, we want to talk about his time with the XFL, what happened there with the season going down. We're going to talk a lot, a lot about his FSU career. We want to talk about a little bit of Dalvin Cook, Cam Akers, also Willie Taggart, the tenure there, Jimbo Fisher, the difference between those two coaches. We got a lot to talk about. Let's bring him on, Jack Westpatrick. All right, everybody, we have our guest here on Here the Spear today. Uh, really excited about this one. Former Noel running back Jack West Patrick. Uh, he played in Orlando at uh, Timber Creek High School and then committed to Florida State after receiving offers from Alabama, Ohio State, Arizona, Texas A&M, and definitely a few others after his time at FSU. Uh, he was had a stint with, in the XFL with the Tampa Bay Vipers. Uh, the XFL season ended a little bit earlier than expected, uh, but... Some good news here. Earlier in April, he signed with the Cincinnati Bengals. Jack Wes is on the line with us now. What's going on, Jack Wes? I'm doing well. How about you guys? We are doing good, man. We just got done with the NFL draft the first round last night, so we finally get some real sporting events going on. It feels good. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I checked in there last night, uh, seeing a lot of guys' dreams come true, man. That's it's always a blessing, you know, to see those type of things, you know, to see guys' hard work paying off. Yeah, so I'm happy for those guys that you know were selected uh, last night, and I'm happy for you know uh, 
the guys are going to be selected over the weekend. You know, uh, looking forward. I know Cam's probably going to get selected today, so I'm looking forward to that. Absolutely, absolutely. It's always good to see, definitely with their families and celebrating. Obviously, it's a different kind of draft, uh, virtually and all this kind of stuff. But it's always awesome, man, seeing those guys reach their dreams, emotional, always with their families and their moms talking to them. It's all, it's awesome. But I want to, I want to talk real quick before we get to the Bengals signing. Uh, talk to us a little bit about the XFL and uh, your career there with it a little bit on how it went. And also, you know, if that really put, opened the door for you to, you know, get in contact with the Bengals. My career the Vipers? Yes, yes. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, it was it was awesome experience. Uh, from day one, it was first fives. You know, uh, around a lot of great people. I had a great coach, Mark Trestman. You know, uh, a lot of guys, you know, uh, that were there, you know, they're working towards one come and go, and I was the win. You know, um, and we knew um, that if we played well, we – I mean, and put a lot of great things on film, you know, ultimately we can get the opportunity to go to the NFL. And um, me, I just want to go out there and prove that, you know, um, each and every snap I play, um, that ultimately, um, you know, helped me open the door for, you know, get the opportunity in the NFL again. Absolutely. And, and speaking of NFL here, I want you to kind of run through and tell maybe some listeners to, and we got a load of FSU fans that listen, uh, but just how it feels when you're signing those papers. We obviously see the pictures and some videos, but how does that feel? You know, you, you obviously were working towards that goal of reaching and becoming a professional athlete and uh, football, but when you reach that NFL level, uh, what does it feel like putting that pen to paper? I mean, it's just, just, just go through that with us. It's, it's it's like it's just a dream come true, you know. It's like, you know, like it's hard to put in words, you know, uh, a feeling like that, you know, because it's something you you worked your your whole life for, you know, just to get to that moment. And but you got to understand, like when you get to that moment, you know, now you got to go harder than ever because you know you, now you you accomplish your dream. So what's next? You know, uh, do you just give up now that you accomplish your dream? You know, what's the next step for you? And that's how I saw it, man. Like I just remember that moment with my family. You know, just to, you know, the people that, the people around me that, that saw me put all the work in, you know, just to get to that point, you know. And like I said, I'm more motivated than ever now, you know, because I just want to, you know, cause keep, continue to prove, you know, myself right, you know, throughout this whole process. I've got a more serious question for you now. Um, and, you know, you're going from Florida. You played in Orlando in high school, obviously Tallahassee. So you're going from Florida to Ohio. Are you going to be able to handle the cold? Um, I'm a Steelers fan, so I'm just wondering. I know how it's going to be cold up there, but are you going to be able to handle that cold? I know you played also at Notre Dame, uh, that away game, and that was freezing cold. But are you going to be able to handle that chill factor? Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, uh, it's just, that's, that comes with the game, you know. Uh, I played in, you know, I was just in, we were just playing in New York earlier in um, this, this uh, XFL season, you know, we played in Seattle when it was freezing cold and it was raining, like, you know, so I'm, I'm, I'm fine with playing in cold weather. You know, I've played in all types of weather. You know, <laughs> I mean, as long as the ball's getting put out there and we get to play, you know, I'm going to go out there and do my thing. Absolutely. Joe Burrow became the second player since 2011 to win a national championship, win a Heisman, and be drafted number one overall all in the same season. How excited are you to play with him in Cincinnati? I'm very excited. You know, um, he, he's a great player. You know, I watched him all season at LSU. Uh, it's just exciting to see um, someone's dreams come true. You know, he's a great player. I heard he's a great person. And, you know, like I said, it's a guy's dreams coming true, you know. So, um, 
like all you gotta do is tip your hat to that, you know. And um, he was like, mm-hmm. he's ready to come in and work, and I, I'm I'm doing I'm ready to do the same. Uh, and then they football regardless of the level, and um, so it's just a, it's just a, a moment we can just tip our hat to to a guy that his hard work paid off, you know, to uh, become the number one pick. I have a question real quick for you, Jack Wes. Um, who you know, a lot of players will compare themselves to a somebody but who do you compare yourself to as a running back maybe it's someone in the current currently playing still maybe in the past um but who, who do you compare yourself as as a running back to uh you know i just try to take my um different things from different uh from different um guys you know just because uh you don't want to you know just i mean for me it's just knowing who you are as a runner you know um and being able to identify that, you know, you just because if you're a bigger guy, you want to make sure you play to your strengths. You're a smaller guy, you want to play to your strengths, you know. So my biggest thing is, you know, identifying who I was as a runner and, uh, you know, playing to my strengths so I can help the team to the best of my ability. You know, there's a lot of guys I watch and study, but in the day I got to uh, know who I am as a runner and know my strengths. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that. Uh, talking a little bit about Cam Akers, obviously drafted tonight. We talked about it earlier, but – uh, where do you think that Cam Akers uh, could be selected? I don't know if you keep up. I'm sure you do with a little bit of NFL, but um, and, and if they are drafted, when he gets drafted, what what, is, what do they probably bring into the table? You know, in Cam Akers behind the scenes at FSU, but what what kind of guy are they going to get with Cam Akers? Me personally, I, I always felt like he reminded me of Ezekiel Elliott, just the way he's built and the way he runs, and um, the speed he brings to the game, and his elusiveness. Yeah, um, I know the guy's going to come in and work hard. You know, uh, being who, who he is, he's from Mississippi. He always had a chip on his shoulder. You know, he got a great family to, um, in, his, in his corner. So he's going to come in and give whatever franchise pick him, you know, uh, all he has. And he's he's always been motivated. He always wanted to, you know, take the extra step, you know. So uh, I'm excited for him. You know, he, this is an opportunity he always um, talked about uh, when he first stepped on campus, you know, and probably before then, you know. So, it's awesome to see his dream come true tonight. Was was Cam Akers kind of was he was he a talking kind of guy in the locker room or on the field or is he more kind of kept to himself? Because from our point of view outside, it seemed like he was more kind of kept to himself a little bit. He'd have his moments here and there, of course, but was he more quiet than anything or how was he in, in, inside the locker room with you guys? Uh, it was a little mixture of both, you know. Uh, he spoke when when it needed uh, something needed to be said. He said, and, um, "Well, you know, he just had a level of respect, you know, amongst the guys that you know when he had say, when he had to say something, uh, you know, guys listen. Mm-hmm. So that's just who he was as a player and a person. You know, like guys got the ultimate respect for him. You know, and, um, he always came to work. So I mean, it's hard not to respect the guy that comes to work and you know and put the things out he does on Saturdays." All right, this is going to be a little random. But one thing we, one thing we like to talk about on here, this beer is food. And with yeah. that being said, what what was your favorite food place to uh, eat at in Tallahassee? Uh, and you gotta watch, uh, you gotta watch yourself here. You gotta be smart. <laughs> gotta nah, be listen, sweet. We, we will judge you. <laughs> it's a couple of different spots, though. You know, I like I like I like uh, Religiousness. Uh, That's a good one. Chubby's. Okay. Uh, they had this place called Great Place that just opened um, right before I got to leave, left. You know, so it's a couple of different spots. You know, 
I know, like, uh, it just depended. It just depended on the days, you know. As well as during the week, you know, I try to, you know, stay, you know, in the, stay in the like the Chipotle's and stuff like that. But like on the weekends and stuff like that, yeah, definitely like a Chubby's or Mary Livingston or a Great Place. If we're, if we're thinking fast food, what are we thinking? Are we got we got Waterburger in here? Is Waterburger? Oh yeah. <laughs> Listen, man, I don't know what what it was, but ask anybody that that was on the part of Florida State team that Waterburger on the plane, it was different, like. I don't know what they did. It was crazy. Like it was, it was like one of some of the best burgers we ever had. Like no. I don't know. It, it, it was a lot different from what the restaurant gave. The restaurant it was fine, but when you got it on the plane, they used to give us two of the travel and away games. It was crazy. Like asking anybody that was part of the team, they'll tell you the same thing. How many? How many are you eating compared to Robert Cooper, <laughs> uh, Marvin Wilson? Like, cause you, you're not small. You're not a small guy. But how many can you? take down it depends though if i if i haven't had eaten up to that eating up to that point i'll take down two but if i already you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. i had to have one like regardless if i ate or not just because of how good they were like yeah i, I just had to have one <laughs> but i don't see guys take down four of them you know what i'm saying like no i don't know how they did it i don't see guys take down four of them you know so it's just i don't know you know i guess it's just based on your appetite at the time but the burgers were definitely something special on that plane yeah, that's hilarious. That's awesome. Didn't know that. Uh, I got a question, real quick, a little bit more serious. But you went from a pro style offense, obviously recruited from uh, from Jimbo Fisher, and then you moved to a spread offense and running out of the gun with uh, under Willie Taggart. Uh, was it a little like disappointing, considering you're big, you're a big, powerful running back, and you're kind of moved to a different scheme, or were you just kind of you had to work with it and go with the flow? I mean. It was my last year, so you know, I mean, mm-hmm. I had to give, you know, I had to put my best foot forward, you know, just try to do what I do the best I can to adjust. And, um, you know, unfortunately, it didn't go go anybody's way. I mean, we didn't have the season that we wanted, you know. But I, got, I mean, it was a lot of things out of my control. Um, I mean, but that's in the past for me now, you know. I mean, I got my opportunity. I'm getting my opportunity in NFL, you know, and that's just part of God's plan, you know. I mean, everything happens for a reason, and. That's just what it was, you know. I mean, at the end of the day, I wish you know it would have been a little bit more. It would have been different. I mean, everybody, I'm sure everybody wish it would been a little bit different, but that's just how the truth flow, and we can't change it now. It already happened. Besides just the scheme changes, what were the main differences going from Jimbo Fisher to Taggart? It was just, I mean, it's different. You know, they're two different guys. Uh, you know, uh, Jimbo, he's just. I mean, at the end of the day, they were just two different guys. You know, so. Uh, it was a different different culture, you know, different type of culture that the uh, two guys wanted to bring. Uh, and, I mean, that's, that's, that's a basically how I can explain it. You know, I really don't really too, too care, care too much to even reflect on the, uh, the differences because, you know, both of those guys aren't even at Florida State anymore. You know, I still talk to you know, Coach Fisher, you know, here and there. Uh, I still talk to the coaches that recruited me, you know. So uh, it is what it is, you know. Uh, you know, Coach Tigers at FAU, I wish him well. Coach Fisher's at Texas A&M, I wish him well. You know, they're both great guys. You know, um, so that's what it is. Mm-hmm. This one just outside a little bit here. Uh, but who – and I, I've spent time with Jimbo Fisher behind the scenes, up in the moor. Yeah. Uh, but – so I kind of feel like I already know this answer. I haven't spent as much time with Willie Taggart. But uh, real serious question, who cussed more uh, during practice? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, Jimbo was super intense, so you know that. But that's 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 what makes him very close, though. You know, he demanded perfection every day, 
Yeah, man. Like on that field, you know, it was business, you know. But when it came off the field, you know, he he gave you anything and everything you needed, you know, to be successful. Uh, so uh, I can always respect him though, because as you know, especially as a person uh, and even as a coach, because you know, he all, I knew we knew what to expect every day from him, man. You know, I was wishing the most success, you know, uh, at Texas and them. You know, uh, hope his family doing well. You know, uh, I know his kids. You know, uh, still follow them on Instagram. So I, I mean. I can call him right now, you know, he'll answer, and that's just what he is, you know, he recruited me, he came to my house, you know, and I met my parents, you know, so, not just a relationship, but, you know, I have with Jimbo, so, uh, that was a good dude, you know, but he definitely cursed more. <laughs> Jimbo was Jimbo was super intense. <laughs> <laughs> yep, not shocked by that, picking him, uh, and real quick, was it, did it take a little while getting used to from that culture switch, because uh, I think we can talk about it. We can watch it. We can see what happened, obviously, uh, between the two coaching changes. But, you know, getting new coaches and all that and switching kind of like a 180, you get a new coaching staff, you have to get used to it, um, different things they do inside the program, uh, different practice times, all that kind of stuff. You know, having to get used to that change has got to be a, a big factor for you guys and definitely veterans that have already been there and, and uh, spent time with the last previous staff under Jimbo Fisher. But just... Uh, maybe explaining or talk about, you know, that that switch change from the last staff to the new staff and, you know, different practices, maybe less intensity, more intensity. Uh, maybe just tell maybe listeners about that change that you had to go through. Yeah, it was definitely uh, different, you know, just a little bit uh, less intense. Uh, and, um, everything just shifted, you know, uh, just because, you know, uh, the way Jimbo did things and the way Tiger did things are a lot different. You know, everyone, every coach has a different style and different beliefs of, you know, what works. And, uh, and every, that's why every coach, you know, it's no, nobody's the same, you know, uh, you know, that's, you know, if, if it was the same, if the coaches came from under the same coaching tree, like, you know, with Saban, you know, Kirby Smart and all those guys, this is Jimbo came from, you know, so, you know, all those, those type of things would be similar. You know, we went, we didn't, you know, go from a guy coming under that tree. It was a different, a whole different tree, you know? So, uh, in that regard, it was just different, you know, uh, because of, you know, Tiger was a little bit more laid back, uh, and that's just his coaching style, you know. Uh, and I mean, it was successful for him, you know, at USF. Um, and unfortunately, you know, they didn't work out for the state, you know. But at the end of the day, I mean, we still wish him. You know, I, I wish him success. I have no problem with Coach Tiger, you know. I, guess I can tell Coach Tiger he'll he'll write he'll he'll, he'll he'll send me a text back, you know. So, like I said, at the end of the day, like I don't I don't have any animosity towards like anything. I, any of my time at Florida State, you know, I, I, I wish my senior year could have went a lot better, but NSA, it all worked out for me in, in the end, you know, because I'm, I'm getting an opportunity. I'm playing professional ball right now, you know, with the Cincinnati Bengals. I want to get to here a last question for you, Jack Quez, and we'll get you out of here. But now looking f uh, now in the future, current state, obviously no spring ball for Florida, uh, Florida State and Coach Norvell, but – what are your thoughts so far and maybe what he's trying to do? Um, maybe you've heard from the inside and maybe some players talking to you and, and still staying in contact, but uh, maybe you've heard some good things, some a little bit different, but obviously I'm sure you want to see Florida State do well. But what, what are your thoughts so far on, on Coach Norvell coming from Memphis down to Tallahassee? I'm super excited. You know, uh, like I said, I've been, I've been watching uh, – I, I watch Memphis because they've been playing UCF and the uh, the championship games on. And those those used to be the only games on. And I used to just watch them and you know say things he do with that that with that program, 
you know, especially with the running backs. Um, I know he, he's um, had the last couple of years, you know, those guys that produced massively. Um, so I'm excited, you know, I see the guys working hard. Uh, uh, Coach Novell, I see, he, um, I mean, he gave, he gave me a follow on Instagram uh, a while back, you know, uh, he just, you know, he's just keeping the uh, 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 former players in the loop and all type of things like that, you know, so I can respect them, you know, I, I'm, I'm wishing them well. I know college football isn't the same when the Seminoles aren't on top, you know, so uh, I'm mm-hmm. praying, you know, uh, that Coach Norvell can, can get us back, and I know he will, you know, because uh, he, he seems motivated, and I, don't, I feel like he wouldn't have took the job if he didn't think he can do that, you know, so, I mean, he just um, just got to keep pushing, you know, put the work in every day. Uh, I think Florida State will be back where uh, we need to be at, and that's on top very soon. Yeah, real quick. Also, uh, you know, you you got a stable still of running backs at FSU. Uh, obviously, Kane LeBourne uh, is, uh-huh. is your highlight guy there. Uh, everybody's talking about, but obviously they get a transfer from Texas A&M from Jimbo Fisher to Sean Corbin, but also Anthony Grant's there. Uh, but overall, you know, maybe there's a player, is there a player out there that FSU fans might, that should be excited about? He's probably a young, young guy whenever you were there being a veteran, but is there a player out there that you think that, um, a player or two that you think FSU fans should keep a close eye on when this upcoming season? Yeah. I mean, I mean, guys already know about, uh, Kalen, but, uh, Anthony Grant definitely, you know, um, so I, I was there with him, um, his freshman year. Like some of the things I just see him doing practice, man. Like I hate to throw comparisons on people, but it kind of like you know it, was, it gave me Alvin Kamara flashes. You know, just it's the type of things he's doing in practice. You know, from the catching and the, and the running perspective. You know, um, I feel like you know if he just works hard, you know, uh, continue to listen to the coaches. You know, his time will come and he'll uh, get the opportunity to show those things on Saturday because he gives a special player. You know, um, you just got you know just got to stay focused. You know, same with LeBron. Uh, some of the things I've seen LeBron do, you know, <laughs> it's ridiculous, you know. So, like, like I just, you know, hope he can stay healthy and, you know, he can be able to put it all together, you know, because that guy got a special talent. They both do. Um, you know, I've seen them bring the uh, other running backs in, you know. Um, and that's just, that's just uh, Florida State, you know, they're all known, always known for having a good back, you know. Uh, hopefully those guys can keep that tradition going. Uh, I'm sure they will. Those guys work hard. Uh, especially with Coach Novell and him, you know, I've I seen the things, like I said earlier, I've seen the things he do with his running backs at Memphis, you know, uh, so I'm excited for that, and I'm excited for those guys. Well, uh, Jack Wes, we definitely thank you for coming on the show. I will tell you now, like I said, I'm a Pittsburgh Steelers, so I'm going to have to limit you to <laughs> one touchdown uh, every time you play us twice a year, so you get two <laughs> touchdowns against us. Um, we'll limit that. Uh, hopefully we can come on agreement to that. I won't be pissed, pissed off if you get more than one touchdown, but we're going to limit it to that. Hopefully we can both sign an agreement on that. But other than that, I'm really excited for you. We wish you the best of luck here from Nolgando. We definitely appreciate you coming on here. Um, you've always been kind of, uh, a, a, uh, engaging with us through an old game day and all that kind of stuff through your career at Florida State. And we definitely wish you all the best of luck, you and your family. Um, and I hope you can handle that cold, man. Hey, yeah, appreciate y'all time, man. Hey, um, yes, yeah, just keep it to continue to cover the nose, man. Uh, man, I hope this, I hope this year is a great year for us, man. You know, I'm going to be tuned in. I, man, I love my nose. You know, uh, I'm tired of people talking crazy about our nose. You know, a lot of people seem to have <laughs> amnesia, you know, about the – about the past years, you know, we we went up five years straight on the uh, on Florida, and seven years straight on Miami. A lot of people get you know seem to forget about those things, but 
he's going to get back right, man. He's going to take the state over again, and then he's going to take over the nation. Yeah, I like that. I like that little talk to the rivals there. I like that. Y'all still, y'all still don't have good uh, thoughts about them, Miami, Miami, <laughs> Florida. Is real quick before we end, is, this has been a discussion too. Is Clemson a rival to you? Listen, I, I always have, people always ask me that question. I tell them it was like this for for me for my time in there. That's how I saw it. It was Miami, Clemson, then Florida. Oh, but. Only reason I say Florida was last because of Florida wasn't Florida wasn't good when we were because we just I mean we like no disrespect to them but we knew we were going to beat Florida you know they were I mean that's when they were four and eight and things like that like we didn't you know and Miami is just Miami is just a different rival because we carry so many guys from Miami you know we don't get a lot of recruits from Gainesville so it was a little different you know we got a lot of guys from Miami so it was always a little bit more than that but the Miami rival was it was always I always felt it I always felt it like more intense so it was Miami. Clemson in Florida for me. That's my perspective. Okay. Okay. I see. I see. Well, perfect. Thanks again for coming on here, Jack Quez. Um, I'm going to try to get this out before the start of the uh, next couple rounds of the NFL draft, but uh, best of luck to you. And hopefully let's get some football. Everybody stay inside so we can have football here in a few months. I appreciate y'all. We are back after the Jack Quez Patrick interview. Definitely. Uh, thank him a lot for taking time out and coming to hang out with us and talk some Knowles and his Bengals signing and all the other cool stuff we chatted about. But let's jump into some basketball stuff here. I know Austin has a little bit here that he's written down on the notes. Dustin didn't write any notes. So, Austin, you take the yeah, fourth. I did, you liar. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. I, I, I really apologize. But y'all go ahead, and then we'll get into FSU, Here's the Spear Trivia, and maybe a funny dad joke to end off the podcast. Yeah, not a ton to talk about, just a little bit of recruiting. It seems like Florida State's still kind of just holding out for when Musa Chise reclassifies and then on his decision. He's been contacted by the G League, like Isaiah Todd and Jalen Green did, but they took their offers. Um, I don't know if they're going to – I don't know if Chise will end up taking it because I don't think he's going to get the same offer that either of those two did. But there is a rumor that uh, the NCAA may hold ACT and SAT testings and may not make not have it be a requirement for reclassifications, so that could obviously help Chise out a lot. I think that's all he's waiting on. Um, they've contacted Wake Forest transfer Shondi Brown, some of the coaching staff's very high on. Every time we'd go to play Wake Forest, the coach has just raved about him and said, this is a guy you've got to worry about. Um, and then they've been busy offering 2021 prospects, five-star Harrison Ingram, uh, four-star Ryan Matumbo, son of Dikembe, cousin of Fiondu Cabangeli. He's a four-star center of Atlanta. Uh, Josh Farmer, he's a, a very low-ranked forward out of Houston, and James White, a combo guard out of the Atlanta area. They've been they've been busy offering some prospects. Uh, I don't know how many they stand a chance with. I think Ryan Matumbo is obviously a name to keep an eye on, just because the family legacy. He's been to Florida State games before. He's talked with Fiondo Cabangeli about the coaching staff, and I think Fiondo even got the coaching staff to offer Matumbo. So I, I think that's the one name to worry about or to keep an eye on. I think James White is another one to keep it on just because he's another Atlanta area guy and Florida State just recruits the heck out of Atlanta. And they do it well. Yeah, very well. I mean, just recently you've got MJ Walker, Devin Vassell, Phil Kofer. That's just what I can think of off the top of my head. Awesome. That sounds good. Is Dustin dead? <laughs> I, th- I thought Dustin was going to chip in. <laughs> yes, yeah, so he really doesn't care about basketball anymore. 
No, I was taking this segment off. That's what happens when you go to sleep at 10.30 in the morning. Like, you actually go to sleep at 10.30 in the morning. Yeah, I need a quick break. Yeah. Well, what's up, guys? <laughs> yeah. All righty. Uh, so is that all the basketball updates there? That's that's all that's going on. It's just a little bit of recruiting. That's it. Great deal. Sounds good. Sounds good. Let's get into some FSU Hear the Spirit trivia. Make sure you guys are looking up your funny dad jokes uh, because no weak ones today. Uh, let's see. What's the, what are you leading right now? Are you five three right now, Austin, or six three? Six four, I think. Six. Yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> Did see. I win the last one or lose the last one? I won the last one. Mm. All right, so then yeah, six four. Okay, so pretty much, let's get to some questions. We're still on our series of going through which Noel won, what award, and what year, and all that kind Great. of stuff. So, uh, yeah, Austin or Dustin's probably going to go down another round. So multiple we'll choice, please. <laughs> that is what you need in everyday <laughs> life in school. Correct. <laughs> All right. Let's see here. Um, ba, 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 um, all right. I'll probably edit that out and cut that. Uh, all right, here we go. In what year? And I'm going to give you multiple choice, Dustin. Don't worry. In what year did Bobby Bowden win the Paul Bear Bryant Award for the Lifetime Achievement? 2006, 2008, or 2010? Five seconds. I'm going 08? Three. Um, I'll say 06. God, how how are y'all able to do that? But eh, 2010, dude, I mm, psyched myself out. <laughs> so I don't know what this. I don't know what this is, but I guess there's a Bobby Bowden Award. It's another lifetime achievement award. And what year did Bobby Bowden win this? He won his own award. <laughs> <laughs> Bobby Bowden is such a swag, good man, swaggy man. I don't know where I'm going with this. He won his own award. It'd be like Dustin Lewis winning his own Dustin Lewis award. Like, that would piss me off, but it doesn't piss me off that Bobby Bowden won his own award. Sometimes I do that to, to gain more self-confidence. I just give myself random awards. Yeah, if you got out of bed before. Exactly. I'll just pin a medal on my chest. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. All right, so in what year before Austin, Austin's probably already Googled this because uh, he doesn't have his webcam on because he's recording from his Xbox, which actually your microphone has sounded way better than ever, so maybe you stay on the Xbox. It's because I got a new microphone, yeah. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. But yeah, now that Austin has had time to Google this, in what year did Bobby Bowden win his own Bobby Bowden Award? 2007, 2010, or 2011? All right, I'm not going to psych myself out this time. 2011. Four seconds. Going 10. We have competition, everybody. Dustin Lewis is coming back. 2011, Bobby Bowden won. It's because you give him multiple choice. Every time he's won, it's because it's multiple choice. (laughs) Hey, you wouldn't have been able to guess the year. No, I would have said 96. Exactly. I would have been like, uh, 84. (laughs) 
Yeah. Um, no, but you got to understand the competition you're going against, Austin. Dustin is a multiple choice pro. I'm a really good guesser. Yeah, because that's about 90% of what he does on his exams. Exactly. So. Like, I've, I've got a process of elimination. When did that start in school for you? When I was about six. <laughs> Man. Kindergarten came around. They handed me the spelling test. I was like, is this not multiple choice? No. And look. rough ever since. And now look at you. You're, you made it to Florida State, one of the best colleges, one of the best public colleges. I don't know how they let me in. Well, you are like four years late. Yeah, bro. Six and a half, six and a half years, and we finally made it. <laughs> well, you haven't. You can't say that yet. You can't say that you've already made it. I got uh, one. I got one assignment left in my college career. Uh oh. Make sure to turn it in. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I've been. You know, I've been thinking about coming back for another semester, so I'm thinking about it. Oh yeah. Yeah. You just want to come back, or is it just probably advised? A little bit of both. <laughs> okay, so let's get into our funny dad jokes to end off the podcast. I hope you guys have y'all's ready, because I do not, even though I told y'all earlier to have y'all's ready, and I'm the one that don't have them. Um, but I always not going to rely on Austin's Tinder uh, messages. You that swear he- I say these on Tinder, it's, and it's just not true. You don't say him, you text him. Okay, either way. <laughs> Let's see here. Uh, uh, all right, go ahead, Austin, if you have any, because we're struggling. <laughs> I'm really um, Did you hear about Mr. Cup, that his wife left him? He's a solo cup now. <sighs> I told you. Doing... <laughs> Bad ones. <laughs> you said bad dad jokes. Yeah, I guess. I, yeah, you're all right. You're all right. Uh, all right, I'll go. <laughs> okay, Dustin's got us. Here we go. Two guys walked into a bar. The third guy ducked. When do you have... Never mind. <sighs> all right. That's... Come on now. Not even a dad joke. It's just dumb. Oh my gosh, Justin! I found how, your. How was yours a dad joke? Solo cups. Jesus. <laughs> I'm on baddadjokes.com. All right, I got one. Here we go. How about this one? This is good because spring it spring is here. I get so excited, I wet my plants. This is the worst round of all time. <laughs> <laughs> well, we went a little rated R last week, so. Uh, anybody else got some more in here that we can really just ruin our listeners and make them never want to listen to us again? Um, what's Ice T's gay son named? Ice T's gay son? Yeah. Name? Sweet T. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my! Uh, I used to hate facial hair, but then it grew on me. Oh, I just scrolled past that one, asshole. <laughs> uh, the Secret Service isn't allowed to yell "Get down" anymore when the president is about to be attacked. Now they have to yell 
Donald Duck. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one. It's not bad. (laughs) Not a bad one. Uh, What else does a baby computer call his father? Dada. No. Wait. Oh, data. No. Where can you find a racist pearl? Uh, the I don't know. Oh. Mm. Just kidding. <laughs> With that one. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just let that one on the page. <laughs> well, I think. Well, should we end it off on that one? That was. <laughs> Get into a point Should where probably cut that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that one. I mean, that's a. That's just a joke. Just a joke. I can't also get out this friggin' website that has ads of women just showing their cleavage everywhere. And never mind. <laughs> oh, Austin. <laughs> <laughs> what was Austin going to say? Something I would pay to hear. <laughs> It wasn't. It's not what you're thinking. Oh, okay. well, I don't want to know, Dustin. Do you want to know? I I guess. <laughs> of course, Isn't that Dustin. Worth it? I was yeah. just gonna say, and Logan's complaining. Uh, I mean, it wasn't terrible, but it was like that fake ad, like just weird looking ad. She had she like a Barbie Something doll. Something you're used to. Something fake. Yeah, I am. Fake. So here, here's another one for you guys. Oh. Justice is a dish best served cold. If it were served warm, it would be just water. Mm. I don't understand. Just ice. Uh, That's how justice is spelled. Oh, okay. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that kind of ruined the rest of my day. But you know what made me happy was having Jack West Patrick on the show with us. We had a great time with him. Thank you again, Jack West, for coming on. Uh, Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, good luck to your teams in the NFL draft. Like I said, uh, if the Pittsburgh Steelers select Cam Akers, uh, I will take down those six beers. I'll do it. take one for the team for us and drink those beers in celebration mode. Uh, but, yeah, enjoy the rest of the draft. Next time we talk to you will be the end of the draft, so we'll be recapping all that. We're going to know if uh, Stanford Samuels goes to Tampa Bay Bucks for Dustin Lewis. Woo! Yeah, that'd be cool. Uh, but yeah, hope you guys have a great rest of y'all's weekend. You can listen to this podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Play, also YouTube. Hit that subscribe button right now if you enjoyed listening. So then you'll just be notified directly to your phones every time we release a new episode. You can follow us on Twitter at Hear the Spear. We're also streaming on Twitch a few times during the week at twitch.tv slash Day. Um, but yeah, the guy's Twitter handles are below. Go hit him up and, uh, hope you guys have a great rest of y'all's weekend. I'm going to say it twice and I'm not going to say it again. See you guys.